and welcome to the J Train Podcast. It's J Train Jerry coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We, you know, we, we, we try to answer you, give you some no- normalcy, give some perspective. I, I'm not an expert in anything. We're talking out of our asses, but we're happy to make you feel a little bit more comfortable with your problems. Keep sending in your emails, your stories, your questions, Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending your screenshot emails. We want those as well. Also, I got shows coming up. I got Syracuse. I've got Phoenix. And I've got St. Louis uh, at jaredfree.com. And also, live you up podcast, uh, December 8th, Town Hall. That's on my website as well, jaredfree.com. And really, um, in addition to all this, I just want to say thank you, all the the amazing things that were said and written and in about the tonight show set truly oh the feathering of a lifetime feather feather some people don't uh, you know we we used to do this thing with the feathering and it was it was that you know when shelby was on the on the show more we would do a big metaphor for how good it felt when someone shared the show and i would say i would go it felt like i would walked into a meadow and you were and I got completely naked and you were a little tiny ant with a feather in your hand and you were just grazing the seam of my nuts. And it it has been like since the Tonight Show and, you know, the hours and days leading into it or the, you know, not days because I only had a couple really hours to get ready. Um, but everything leading into the Tonight Show and everything since it is like you are all molecules of water and my balls have been just sitting in that water getting a bubble bath ever since and i have to say thank you it feels so good i'm so you know it's just so touching and literally touching you're you have touched me in a way that you can't even understand so thank you and listen um we move on we you know we go we go to the next thing and the next thing is syracuse phoenix and uh, St. Louis, as well as the Live You Up podcast, which is fantastic and such a fun experience. We do dating app makeovers. We do deal reveals, red flag deal breakers, fuck boy or nah. Um, we're, tr- we're working on a special guest, so get those tickets now. I'm very excited about today's guest, uh, an OKP to the podcast, original key player. He is a hilarious comic. Ray Ellen, thank you for coming on. Hey, Train. Uh, it's all- I love being here. love coming here. Uh just to first of all, I really enjoy the imagery you've created yes. with the molecules I'm an artist. on your balls. I'm an artist. And the, it's fantastic. And let me uh, and add. I mean, I already told you this. You know, the the second you came off stage, but that 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 set was phenomenal. That Thank Tonight you. Show set was phenomenal. And the night before, you and I were working together at the Comedy Cellar, mm-hmm. and I said to you uh, after you ran it. After I saw you run it, I mean, a bunch of times, but I said, that is a great set. You are going to kill. You're going to get Thank a lot you. of applause breaks. And I'm so pleased that I was correct. You were right. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I hope I wasn't too much of like a, just a nervous, you know, I was, I was really wound tight because you find out Tuesday night, Hey, you're yeah. going to do it tomorrow. And then it becomes Thursday and you're like, Oh my God, this is my dream. And, and it's not a dream like scenario. And right. you know, you can't choose your own adventure. You have to kind of like let things kind of happen to you as they may. So I felt bad because I would see friends. I'd see you and I'd be like, I'd just be, you know, just 
I had other things on my mind, just stressed out. And I, like, I would do a set and I'd just run out. I'd be like, I can't even think about this right now. And so I, it, it, it was like, I, I get that way when I get against deadlines, but this was like the most public of deadlines, you know? Yeah. Well, you, I, you were fine. I thought you were fine until 2 a.m. when that last, yeah. that last set and, and it was a remember like the guy, a couple of guys were just shit faced and just talking throughout the show. Hey, it was, I I literally wanted to challenge them to a fight afterwards. I was so stressed out, and I was like, I can't. And you know, because I was still figuring out what the end of the set was, and I'm at the last set of the night, the day before, like no more chances. And I'm like, okay, I don't. I have an unfinished product here, and right. So I was so stressed. Yeah. So I and again, that's also being tired, and it's like. It makes you realize what we do when you do stand up. It's so physical. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take. You do have to take that. You know, like I, I do have that thing where I'm like, ah, like I'll sleep till ten, and I'll be like, and I'll be like, what am I doing? I, I'm such a slob. I'm sleeping till ten. But it's like you have to. We live a different life. You have to admit yes. to that. Yes, I, I've. There's a lot of people who have been trying to make me feel guilty over the years mm. that you know I, I sleep in too late. Blah blah. blah. But yeah, but when you're going to bed, when you're working till two thirty in the morning, sometimes you aren't going to go to bed maybe till four. That's possible, and you, you, you have, have to, to be roll in with it. Peak physical form to be a comedian, as anyone can. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's like, yeah, yeah. I've seen a comedian not in peak physical <laughs> shape, but I, <laughs> but listen, I want everyone to go follow Ray at Ray Allen on Instagram. But he does a very cool thing. The reason I'm having him on is because he's hilarious and he's a good friend and so good at answering these emails. Every episode you come on, I get a lot of great feedback. People really love going inside the mind of a murderer because you 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 are a a bachelor. You're out there, so you can yeah. really speak to these people and give them a honest review of their question. But what I love what Ray does is he does virtual comedy shows. And this started during the pandemic. I have been booked by companies and Christmas parties and Thanksgiving celebrations and just, hey, let's get the work gang together doing something different. And Ray offers a platform where he'll and, – and nobody is better at this than Ray Ellen. Nobody does this like him. You're And I learned things from you. I remember watching you do a Zoom show. So Zoom shows, like all these comics hated them. And but they actually can be fun. And Ray, it's called comedycloud.co. That's comedycloud.co. And it'll be all over the description of this episode. And what you can do is you go to Ray's platform and you can book a show through him for your company, your family, your friends, your friends giving. Explain a little bit better than I just did. I think I just gave it You you did a you actually did a fabulous job. I mean, we really were doing private shows for people on zoom. And I actually thought that this was going to be totally done by now. And we, I, I keep getting emails and calls from people that wanted that, you know, that their company isn't comfortable getting together in person yet. So, well, it's you know, also, it's also an excuse. It's also right. people going, I don't want to have to go to a restaurant with people from my company. Why don't we do right. something that is as special? People can open up their computer and then close their computer, and that's their commute to whatever thing we're putting together. I even did one where they they were sending 
they sent things to people's homes. So ahead of time, the company sent all of their employees a gift basket that they opened on the Zoom, and then it was all items that they could consume during the comedy show that I was putting on. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's actually, listen, you know, they say every invention was created by war or porn, like sex or war has created every invention. Well, I would say a pandemic created this world where you can have a fun event sitting at your home desk or on your computer, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. Everyone can just stay at home in front of their computer. And a lot of bosses are thrilled because they don't have to buy, you know, 80 hotel rooms and, and plane mm-hmm. tickets to bring everybody together. And uh, it's great for celebrations where everybody's on opposite coasts. I mean, we've done some events where people are in five different time zones. They're in, you know, they're in they're in East Coast. They're in the middle of America. They're in the West Coast, and they're in in Europe and even and Australia. So this is also beautiful for the like you know when you go here are some last minute gift ideas. Oh shit! How am I going to show up without a gift? How this is a last minute company event friend event something that you're like ah, i haven't seen my friends in years why don't we all laugh over zoom and what what ray does is he hosts and he books amazing comics to come on the show so it's a you get a little a little charcuterie of co- comedians you get a little taste of everybody so and here's the thing i learned from ray ray is the king of this and when i would do zoom shows i hated him but then i learned from ray uh, is he does great crowd work so he'll bring up someone's Zoom screen and make it the big screen, and then he'll make fun of them and roast them a little bit and roast kind of where they're living at. And and I started doing that where like people would book me individually to like their company event, and I'm like, oh my god, you've made my life so much easier because what I would do is I would like tell the person booking the event, I'd be like, make me the co-host or the host, so that I can do ten minutes of warming them up and right. It makes it a real show when you're like, you know, a real show has the host saying, where are you from? What do you do? Look at the. But even with these Zoom shows, I, you know, I'm looking at Ray's apartment now. It looks like it's from Kiss the Girls, like he's <laughs> hiding a body in the background. He's got these hearts on the wall, you know, like it, it looks like he's at a go-go room. It's uh, like you make they make fun of the thing. So I, I so Ray is like the best at it. So I, I want everyone to go comedycloud.co that's where you go it is a website to book a show so comedycloud.co holidays company parties family events friends givings i can give you a, a million ideas also great way when i always talk about the advice i give a lot is like have these friend locks You're like people are looking to meet people so it's like how about you have a, you and 10 friends everyone brings one friend that no one knows there you go and then you do a post game zoom afterwards and everyone hangs out there yep. we go so great thank you at Jared. ray allen I, I think i plugged you hard i but i but i believe in the product that's the thing i it's easy to plug when i think this is a good idea for people yeah i'm the same way as you i can i can i can truly sell anything that i really am excited about you know yeah and that's yes. and that's so so thank you and instagram also, by the way is is at ray comedy at oh ray comedy. fuck at ray okay. comedy i screwed yeah. up and also, if you're in Aruba, Ray's putting on shows down there all the time at Ray Comedy. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. By the way, Jared, it's very funny yes. that you got my Instagram there off by a little bit, considering you're always the first one 
to like anything <laughs> I post. <laughs> I see. I see at Ray. I just assume Ellen. Yeah, too but many I, people can't spell my last name for some reason. It's is that what it was? Yeah, that that was the reason. That was the only reason I did it. It's E L L I N. Uh, too many people do E L L E N or E L I N or. What do you think it would have been better if I just stuck with at Ray Allen? I I think at Ray E, then you would come up. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like spelling your name is is kind of you know spelling in general has been extinct. Like yeah. we're all on autocorrect. Like maybe the you know we're you know we're at the whim of the autocorrect gods, but you know like the idea. Like I went to a, I've told this on the show before, but I went to like the uh, coffee shop near me. Their Wi-Fi password was croissant, and I was like, if spell autocorrect didn't exist, I'd be like, I can't be here anymore. It's time to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have, have to go to a local bagel shop where the Wi-Fi is just bagel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something more my speed. Yeah. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Ray Allen at Ray Comedy. I love my ex and my boyfriend. Jared, been listening to your podcast since 2016. Got my friends all into it here in Melbourne, Australia. I would love to go to Melbourne. I want to go there in the worst way. I have an issue that's been on my mind for some time and was wondering if you could help. I have been with my current boyfriend for a year now and he is everything I could want from a partner. I absolutely lo I love everything about him. I have no complaints and we have a beautiful and fun relationship. The only problem is I'm still thinking about my ex. I broke up with him two years ago, uh, beginning in, of 2020. So beginning of 2020, pre-pandemic. I, I think time in relation to the pandemic matters and it should be announced because they broke up two years ago, beginning of 2020, which is crazy that that was two years ago and got with my current boyfriend end of 2020. That's mid pandemic. I would argue we broke right. up because I felt I could find someone that was more compatible for me. We broke up because I felt I could find someone that was more compatible for me. He was a great, nice guy, but we were so different. Also just last week, I found out he told my friend that he is still in love with me and is hoping for me to come back. My question to you is how do I deal with a past ex and does it mean anything when I'm constantly thinking about them i don't want to do anything that would destroy my relationship but i can't seem to get at him out of my head if you and your guests could help that would be great thanks aussie girl needing your help what do we think right that's really interesting i mean have, have you ever been in a situation jared where an ex contacted you even if it was somebody maybe dated even for just a few months and then mm. they contacted you and they said uh you know what i i i've thought about you a lot over the last few years and i regret that we stopped going out blah 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 has that ever happened to you where anyone got back in touch? I'd, this has never happened to me. And I truly believe this is a very male thing. And if we look back at this email, the interesting part is she goes, uh, just last week I found out he told my friend that he's still in love with me. So we're getting this email a week after she finds out that this ex is still in love with her. I'm not saying she's... I'm not saying that she wasn't thinking of this guy before this, but she is writing this email after finding out that information. It has right. become real to her now. Like this is kind of brought on by the ex, you know, it, you, do you know what I mean? So like, I, like she says she's thinking of this other guy, but like the one that got away, because I think men end things men end things quick for fear that they're going down a path that will be destructive to their lives. Women stay in things longer generally and i'm speaking generally because they're afraid of being alone and they want to make sure that they don't you know that they can deal with like 
you know, the societal pressures that come with being a woman and having to be in a relationship and, you know, the friend group, the person in a relationship. And these are all unfair things. But I'm saying it's just generalized that when a man, uh, especially because a lot of men will push away very quickly, they'll go, oh, my God, did I make a fucking mistake? You know, women have wrung the towel on a dude dry usually where they go, you know, he's been an asshole for he's he's been the same asshole and asshole can be anywhere on the spectrum from dangerous to just not really vibing with you right you know for years and years and then they go okay fine we're done you know so what do you think of this well i i I do you know because of the pandemic that does change everything the the timeline is definitely a little screwy you know and it's very possible you know she was influenced to get involved with the current guy uh because of the pandemic but it is possible that maybe she now realizes, you know what, I I thought I should find somebody who is better for me. And that previous guy was actually really good. I mean, it is possible that that's what's happening. I mean, she is hearing that he's still in love with her. And maybe she loves the idea of that and it boosts her ego. And, oh, this guy is still, you know, carrying it, uh, uh, still putting me on a pedestal, carrying a torch for me. So it, it's a little tricky, but... Again, I've been in a situation where I broke up with someone and then like two months later, I was really missing them and yearning for them. And my, mm. one of my sisters said to me, she said, uh, Ray, if you got back together with her within a month, you would be saying that you want it to be over. Yeah. And I thought about it for a second and I said to her, you know what? I'd probably say that within three days. Mm-hmm. Like she was right. <laughs> like I was. Well. <laughs> What's so funny about that is you know the consequences of going back to someone. And that's kind of a big part of this. Like, you know, we tried already. We did this already. I I think that's where it gets confusing. I think the biggest thing they can do is I think that like with these things, let's do it one at a time. You know, I think the first thing she has to start with, forget the other guy. Are you happy in this relationship? The one you're currently in? Forget the, you know, if, is this, is, did you get, to, when you get together with someone mid-pandemic, was it out of just needing someone to be with for any connection? Were you making compromises with yourself because this person was available and ready to do that with you? And also they're writing from Australia. Their lockdown was way longer there. So, yeah. you know, was this something out of convenience or something that like, and, and now you're, life is coming back a little and you go oh what am i missing here and now you're thinking of this other person that you know i don't think the i don't think the ex is like the answer i think they're the ones that kind of make you see the problems in the current relationship and i cuz i don't think it's leave this person for your ex i think it might be assess this relationship because the ex is making you think of other things. I don't know if it's, I don't think the ex is going to be your new boyfriend and you're going to run away together. Maybe that's the case, but I think there's a very small percentage chance that happens. I think it's more likely that the ex is making you go, oh, this uh, this relationship isn't right either if I'm thinking of other people, you know? Right. I, I, I think that that's a really, I think it's a really good analysis. And uh, I do think a lot of people don't want to leave the current person they're dating until they have somebody else lined up mm. and the ex is an excuse to get out of this current situation and she has somebody else lined up, even though, yeah, this one's not right necessarily. The previous one isn't necessarily right. It's just a matter of, it becomes a matter of convenience. So yeah. 
you know, th- I, I, it does sound to me like this person should maybe just try to take a breath and go, all right, you know what? I shouldn't be with guy A or B. It's, it's, just- it, it, but it's, but what you said is right. A, B. You have to start with A before you get to B. And, and what she's doing is she's going, oh, this is, and now he loves me too. We'll run away together. It's like, that's not what's going to happen. No. You guys will probably bang after you break up with his A. And yeah. then you'll go, just like you said, it'll be three days later. You'll be like, oh, shit. I don't want any of these things. Because that's right. what's most likely. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. Here with Ray Ellen at Ray Comedy on Instagram. ComedyCloud.co. It is a way to entertain yourself with your friends or your coworkers. I love what Ray's doing, comedycloud.co. Strip clubs, am I insane? Jared, feather, feather, love the pod. Think you're amazing. I'll get right to it. I've been dating my boyfriend for about five years. We have an incredible relationship. There's really nothing about it I would change. I feel secure and trust my boyfriend. Our sex life is great. We do occasionally have threesomes. Wow, it's definitely not a regular thing, but we've had two or three. Okay, I'm bisexual and really enjoy watching him with another woman if I'm there and involved. If I'm there and involved, of course. Okay, and usually I'm not the jealous type. He has lots of pretty friends that are girls and I have a lot of guys that are friends that are hot as well. It's never been an issue because like I said, I'm very secure in our relationship and I trust him because he's never given me a reason not to. Now for the problem and please be honest, am I being absolutely insane? His close friend is having a bachelor party and of course, as most bachelor parties do, they're going to strip club. Uh, I've always been pretty open about the fact that I hate strip clubs. Nothing against the dancers at all. I love them. Well, you don't love them and would be would not be interested would not be interested in dating someone that regularly went to them. Okay, so I hate strip clubs. Uh, nothing against the dancers at all. I love them. We're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. And would not would not be interested in dating someone that regularly went to them. It's never really been a huge issue because he has gone a few times before we dated, but isn't really fond of them either. About three years ago, we went on a boat at the lake, and one of his friends started talking about a strip club adventure they had back in college. Apparently, things got out of hand, and one of their friends cheated on his then-fiance, now-wife, with a dancer. He, she gave him a private dance in the back and gave him a BJ. The wife still doesn't know about it to this day. His friend also said, and remember that one dancer blank? She took blank, my boyfriend, to the moon and back. I mean, what are they, from the 20s? To the moon and back. I literally just said it, said it right in front of me. Again, I'm not, I'm not a jealous person, but I also don't want to hear about what my boyfriend did with the dancer while he was single and didn't know I even existed. I don't know. I just feel like it was so rude of him to say that in front of me. My boyfriend and I have since talked about the comment, and he profusely apologized. Yeah, that makes sense. He agreed that I shouldn't have to hear those signs of stories about him and then explained that nothing really happened. His friend brought uh, bought him a dance, weird, and... I don't think that's weird. And he ended up making out with the dancer more later that night. I told him that even if it had been more, that's fine. But I just didn't want to hear about it. I don't blame her. Anyways, flash forward to now. And I literally can't get the thought of a dancer taking my boyfriend to the moon and back. (laughs) I mean, that's a crazy. Why would the friend even say such a thing? I know that was years ago before we met. So it's not like he has a history of wilding out in the strip club while I was sitting at home knitting or something like that. I told him that I was really uncomfortable with he, that he was going to the strip club for this bachelor party, but I, that I also didn't want to be the crazy girlfriend. That's like, no, you can't go. He told me that he felt terrible going, uh, going, knowing that I'm so uncomfortable with it. 
but as the groomsman, he has to go. He promised me that he will not buy any dances, will not accept any dances if his friends to, uh, try to buy him one. To make me feel even better, he told me that one of our mutual guy friends, he is a longtime family friend of mine and is like a brother to me, could tag along because he wouldn't let anything happen without telling me. I told him that, well, that suggestion was sweet. I don't want my family friend to tag along as a spy. My question to you is, why can't why can I literally watch another girl suck my boyfriend's ding-dong and not be jealous? But the thought of a dancer dancing on him completely transactionally is making me spiral. How could I stop being insane? Have you ever had other girls write in about their fiancés or boyfriends going to strip clubs? Why does it seem like I'm the only girl who's upset by this? Are women really that naive as to what goes on in a strip club? I know that every strip club is different, but I used to live with two dancers, and I'm very aware of what goes on at most clubs thanks for reading this novel and i hope that i don't sound too insane ray allen what do you think okay first of all uh, uh writer when you uh break up with your boyfriend call me uh, <laughs> she i have heard this is not the first time i've heard women uh being concerned no. about their boyfriends going to strip clubs i have two guy friends of mine who's mm fiancés said to me they were so upset that we were going to go to a strip club. And by the way, I'm not a big strip club guy. It's yeah. not my cup of tea. I don't like going uh, to places where I'm just handing women money so they can pretend that they like me. I, I don't like it. It's, well, it's the, not for me. To interrupt you for two seconds, yeah. her generalities are really mess different than what mine would be. She's claiming... Yeah. That most women don't care. I would say a lot of women do care. I've I've gotten that email here. Like I'm not saying most do care. I'm just saying to say nobody plenty. cares. How are they? Plenty care. Yeah. Um, I would also say, um, to she lived with two dancers, and I'm aware of what goes on most clubs. I've gone to strip clubs, and what goes on in most clubs is you get dances from women, and it's a it's not like the it's not. Like I, I'd say to say that most clubs, everyone's just getting blown by random dancers. That's not what happened. Not, not my yeah. experience. I'd be very curious to to uh, attend one of these clubs, <laughs> not to participate, just to just to view, just to know I, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked at a comedy club in New York that shared that shared space with a strip club, and yeah. so all the comedians, we kind of got to know a lot of the strippers, and a lot of them were a little kooky for sure. But I never once saw anything between a customer and a stripper ever and we that's and a, i was probably there 100 nights i never but the, saw it. but that's the thing she's it, and it's funny because the beginning of this email she says um i have nothing against women dancing for money and i love them it's like well if you love them you have to trust that they're at a job like right. they're doing yeah. a job so like and i know she's saying that because this is a this is kind of like a new age thing where it's like we have to like, you know, like everyone wants to support sex workers, which be, and I do believe if they, if a sex worker is in or a dancer is in a safe arena with actual laws and rules and, and being taken care of, then this is a good thing for society. Like you can, people have jobs, they're getting tested. Like, you know, I think like that's one of those things that like, you know, I do believe, but you can't, she says, you, I, I just think when you, it's interesting that she's like, 
the way she wrote I love them as as one of these things where it's like no admit to what your insecurity is you think that any you're saying most club dancers are I mean you even say in your email you you kind of uh, a little bit hypocritical in, in how you're speaking it, it sounds like the two women that she lived with based on her email it sounds like the two women she lived with were you know getting a few extra bucks on the side by giving out uh, or, handies and blowjobs, or I mean, or, me- or meeting their boyfriends at the club, which right. you know, which that can happen, but that's not the norm. Like like ever no. the, the norm. The, here's the norm: is guy who falls in love with the dancer who's really good at making him believe that they're going to be his girlfriend one day, and they give him all their money, and then they never see him again. That's something you see all the time. But I would say, as far as what, like, I can't tell her to not be worried. I can't tell her to be. Uh, more secure. I can't scream confidence in you, but I can say it seems that her issue is if she's willing to have threesomes, it's like it's the not being there is, is yes. her thing. Yes. Her issue is she's not, she's, she's more control when she's there with her boyfriend and another woman. She's mm-hmm. a part of it. She's participating. Uh, she can share in the action, share in the fun. It, it really is. A, it's a totally, I think it's really about control. I mean, when you go to a strip club, Generally, you're getting blue balls and overpriced mozzarella sticks. That's it. <laughs> Not that much fun. But this woman, I mean, she seems like and, and, and her, I, I, it sounds to me like they have a lot of trust between her and her yeah. and her boyfriend. And I don't think that he would he'd be an idiot if he if he messed that up, because it sounds like he's in a, a very fun and uh, situation and a very kind of cool relationship. And the guys that I knew who whose fiancés were uh, concerned, these were guys that would never in a million yeah. years screw around on their girlfriends. Like I was almost amazed that these that that these women were suspicious of these very mild mannered, grateful Here's, guys yeah. you know, that, that they were in a relationship. Here's what I think would help her. One, I don't think having I think she's right. Having her family friend tag along is not the answer. No. Making the guy make f- promises to her. No, no, no. Let him go. Let them have fun. I would ask, and I think the biggest part of this email is the friend who is speaking wildly. Here's what happens. I think what happens a lot is you trust your boyfriend based on the worst friend on the trip. Like, it's not that she doesn't trust her boyfriend. It's she doesn't trust the crowd she he's with being like trying to up the ante. She met the ante upper on this lake trip that they went on so because this is happening i remember like uh years ago when i was single or like you know and my friends were just starting to get in like very serious relationships it was like oh and you're with jared you know like as if i was like just because i was going out to meet women that like now i'm upping the ante for their serious boyfriend to maybe meet a new woman and it's like that's not what it is at all but i think it's that character that scares them more than their boyfriend so i think what would make her feel better is an apology from that guy who said the thing on the boat the guy was like oh and to the moon and back like i think that guy should (laughs) and if i'm the boyfriend i go to him and i go hey man can you apologize to my girlfriend that was really rude it it showed that you don't really think of her as an important part of my life that you're going to be there convincing me to do things that that's i think what she's worried about because she's not there she doesn't have control and then she has this guy there that thinks so little of her 
that he'll say that in front of her. So what's he going to do when she's not there? I That's where I think her insecurity comes from. I, I, I think you're right. Uh, they also need to apologize for using the phrase to the moon and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's a big <laughs> go, apology. Go to, the, but, go to the malt shop and, and apologize for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is um, it, it's really... It, it really does. You're right. I, I've also been that guy because I'm often the single guy and they think mm-hmm. that because I'm there it's, and they don't seem to understand something just because I'm single. And, you know, it, it doesn't mean that I don't also believe that this relationship is a, it's a wonderful thing. I'm happy for my friend. I'm excited that he, he's going to be getting married. And quite frankly, again, I, I really am not a big fan of strip clubs. It's, it seems like a bachelor party ritual, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm. I'm the same with you. And it's. I. I remember. Like sometimes you go on these batch parties and like, there's like, the strip club is like. First of all, it's just money, and it's. I. I. I like. I'd rather like go have a nice meal and then like go. You know. As, but I guess as a single guy, I'd rather go meet women that you know I could hypothetically like date. You know. Right. But it's, right. you know I. There's always the one dude who's like too into it, and you're like, "Ugh, I gotta be around him." And like, it's not even like I'm talking to a human anymore. But I do think if she gets the apology from the friend, it'll help her out a lot. Yes, and you know what else, Jared? I think uh, a lot of women should be more concerned about their uh, once they're married, their husband mm-hmm. wanting to go to strip clubs because I find it's my married friends that are far more enthusiastic about the strip club experience. Much okay. more. And same thing in Aruba, you know, prostitution is legal. When we do shows in Aruba, <laughs> prostitution is legal in Aruba. I I'm didn't not know. A, I don't go to hookers. That's not my speed. But you know who does go to hookers? Married guys that I know. Do I, do I, not, <laughs> I don't know those people. Yeah. Ray's been collecting a dossier on all his friends. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Public Goods. As a conscious consumer, you take the time to read the back of the package on the toothpaste and make sure your dog's food is made from ingredients you can pronounce. Now, what if there was a store for everyday essentials where everything they sold was healthy and sustainable? Say hello to Public Goods. Public Goods is the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at a price you can afford. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and toothpaste to pet food, I will say... I love what Public Goods is doing because they're these are all the things that would be found in a specialty store, a place that's not the supermarket, maybe a higher end place. And basically what they were doing is making it labelless and saying, don't worry, the ingredients are clean. The ingredients are, are uh, you know, the high quality and they're sustainable and healthy. And you're not getting all that processed junk. And that's really what Public Goods is about. They've taken out the middleman as far as these places that would sell, you know, the, I have the, what's it called? I have the, um, the, the cleaner, the, uh, you know, the spray, the, uh, the cleaner that goes for the kitchen top cleaner. And what's nice is it, it you know, it doesn't say like, you know, the label that has the, the garden and be like all natural, just as public goods, just it's good stuff. That's made with good stuff. Knowing what's in your, in your products and where they come from is important. Public Goods ethically sources and obsessively develops each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. 
I've worked out an awesome deal for my listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash JTrain to receive $15 off your first order, publicgoods.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain at checkout. The JTrain podcast is thrilled to announce our sponsorship with ButcherBox. When you want to make an impression with your holiday meal, all eyes are on the centerpiece. And the only way to make sure you have the media centerpiece in the neighborhood is with ButcherBox. I got to say, it is so great what ButcherBox says. They're giving you high quality meats and they sent me a bunch of it, and it's just like, you know, this is like restaurant quality. Butcher, Butcher Box sources their meat from partners with the highest standards. They take uh, the guesswork out of finding the best quality from the grocery store. Now you can get 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, or wild-caught seafood delivered right to you. I, They sent such an amazing array of things, and I, I got to say, it's like, this makes the barbecue a little special, that Tuesday night dinner a little special, and it's and it's a meal you would want to like make for friends and make for your family, and it's really great. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meats right to your home. It's the best of farm-fresh living right to you. No antibiotics or added hormones. Uh, plus, you can customize your own box, pick from a great selection of beef, chicken, pork, or seafood, or go with one of their curated kits. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Free shipping for the continental U.S. This holiday, ButcherBox is proud to give new members free New York strip steaks for a year. Whoa. This deal has never been offered before and it won't last forever. Get two delicious 100% grass-fed New York strip steaks for free in every box for a year. This offer is only available from uh, until November 30th, 2021. So get it before it's gone. Just go to butcherbox.com slash JTrain to sign up. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Ray Allen at Ray Comedy on Instagram. It is called comedycloud.co for your next corporate event, for your next Friendsgiving friend event. Uh, it, it's just such a fun time. I'm sure you guys would enjoy. Here, help. My best friend is dating a television. Dear Jared and esteemed guest, Feather Feather and greetings from Nellyville. Jared, I've been listening to your podcast and you up for about three years now. I've rated, reviewed, subscribed, raved about you in the group chat. Quoted your advice at the brunch table. Cannot wait to see you live in St. Louis on New Year's Day. That's right. I'm going to be in St. Louis. So your podcasts have gotten me through a dating, a long-term relationship, an intense breakup, and whatever the fuck uh, phase I'm living in right now. I kind of creepily see you as one of my friends. Well, I appreciate that. Especially when I audibly cheered at work in front of my coworkers when I saw you were going to be on the Tonight Show. I mean... Truly, not, this is amazing. What a nice letter. Um, all right, here we go. I need your help. In a nutshell, I cannot stand my best friend's boyfriend. I almost certain, I'm almost certain that this, top, this is a topic you've covered before, but my goodness, I still feel like this is a tough one. Let's give some background. FYI, all names are fake. I'm 28. My best friend is Rachel, 29. Jim, her boyfriend of five months, is 32. Okay, so that's she's 28, best friend 29, Jim, the boyfriend, 32. They met on a dating app in May of 2021. So May 2021, that is the past, this past May, we're coming out of a lockdown. We're in a vaccinated world, St. Louis, even more out of it than most places. Okay. 
uh, and things have been moving lightning fast ever since. They're currently talking about moving in together this upcoming May 2022. I understand that timelines are somewhat arbitrary when it comes to dating and it depends on the people involved and blah, 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 all that shit. But what I personally know about my friend, this relationship is moving fast. They're even talking about wedding venues and school districts for future children. I mean, I know sometimes relationships like this can work, but holy shit. Jared, here's the kicker. This guy is a walking television. Jim is the TV slash movie quote humor guy, and it's to the extreme. I'd say 80% of what he says are either from South Park, Family Guy, or some obscure movie quotes. Ugh, if I hear one more Eric Cartman or Adam Sandler impersonation, I'm going to fucking lose it. I love a good reference, but my God, it's his whole personality. I feel like I'm talking to Mike, Mike TV, all grown up from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Jared, you said it best in one of your other podcasts, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but these types of comics suck. Not only is his material unoriginal and not his, but it comes off as annoying when you don't know what the fuck he's actually talking about, and these people can read can't read the room and don't know when to stop ultimately it's not funny it's hard to get to know him i've tried hanging out having a normal conversation with jim and have been under underwhelmed every time he does he even does this cringy comedy act during family dinners with her with her parents and siblings we basically all just sit there and awkwardly laugh because we don't know what to do. What I don't understand is how he's even with my best friend, Rachel, because she has no, she has no idea what most of these quotes are either. Like, what do they even talk about? Here's the deal. I know this is harsh criticism and he's been nothing but nice to me. However, Rachel has been one of my best friends since kindergarten and a long, uh, and, and a long friendship is different than any other. I just don't think I can hold in my opinion anymore. I'm concerned of what I'll say if she asks me what I think of him. So what do I do? How do I treat this delicately yet still get my point across? if she's really thinking of moving in with Jim I don't want to want this to seriously impact the future of our friendship maybe my answer is in the email that I've got to either buck up or shut up sincerely Houston we have a problem Ray what do we think I mean I wouldn't want to hang out with this guy um, yeah it sounds awful he sounds awful he sounds horrible mm. horrible <laughs> um, but I mean the reality of it is is like this happens a lot I mean how many times mm-hmm. have you I mean, I know a certain someone who is dating a woman and that woman, I, I think, hated me and I couldn't mm. hang out with my friend like in New York or in Aruba because, you know, his girlfriend just didn't like me. So I was the victim in, in that. Situation. Sure. Yeah. I mean, here's we know who I'm talking about. I've, I listen. We know a lot of the same people. I, I here's what I would say. Um, On the. It is interesting on the spectrum of like boyfriends you don't want your best friend to have. This one is like the kindest. Right. Like she said, he's, you know, they're, you know, of all the things to be wrong with someone, this to me is the least terrifying. Even though right. it's annoying, this right. is, I mean, and it's hard to find someone you vibe with. And it's like, I think the answer to this isn't no to like. Problem. No drug problem, not abusive, um, is good to her. She seems happy. The 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 speed of it, I I think that you I don't judge speed. I think things can happen quickly, especially in a post pandemic world. Especially mm-hmm. in a world where maybe they were alone and lonely and they came to terms with I'm just looking for someone that I can you know, sit and hang out with and feel comfortable with and love and get to know. And they're doing that. So the time I don't think and how fast it's moving aren't an issue for me. What I would do, yeah. don't Sorry, you, um, you, but what I would do, this person is, I would, first of all, she says she's tried to get to know him. I think you have to 
um, I think you got to go to your friend and ask her questions. I think it's 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 and and I think when you ask questions, you get people talking, but also like you could ask questions in a way that get you to understand why she likes him. Mm-hmm. Like, and if the movie quote thing is happening all the time to you, then it's happening all the time to her. She's going to understand. So like, instead of like, I hate that he does the movie quotes. Maybe it's like, what do you think of all the movie quotes? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know, exactly. So, Cause there's a then, way to broach the subject without blowing the person up. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to me. I mean, that, it really is a common sense element. I mean, you could certainly say, you know, your 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 boyfriend. He he seems to really treat you well, and he seems to you know really work hard, and he seems to really care about you. Uh, but wow, he sure loves to quote a lot of TV, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, make a joke about it. Just I I I think it's a make a joke about it, but I think it starts with like, you know, your friend. If you understood why your friend was with them, like right now you can't see how they spend 10 minutes together. So you need to figure out why they like she. Why is she getting a different different takeaway than you? And I think if you understand that, then you'll feel better about the person. And then maybe you find out something where she goes, well, he you know, he's great at whatever he he loves hockey and then you can go to him and be like the next time you hang out instead of just like getting this performance you go what's your favorite hockey team and now you can talk about hockey instead of him going you know like you know doing whatever fucking office quote that he saw on a repeat last night you know like you need to get information and i and start with getting information then we can decide if we hate him or not and i and i do because I don't think breaking up your friend from a relationship because the guy quotes too many movies is a good reason to ruin your friendship and to ruin their relationship. I don't a think horrible it, reason. It's not a good reason. It, it, this is like the nicest of bad things that could ever happen to your friend. So if you go to your friend, you go, you got to explain how's it going with Jim, and they go, it's going great. What do you? Why does he do so many movie quotes? You even saying that. It's just you having interest. So it's not like, and it's like, I'm not judging. I just want to know, does he do it all the time with you? Like, just like, if you ask positively, I think that's a helpful thing. Instead of being like, I hate your boyfriend. He's a walk of TV. He sucks. I don't understand it. What are you doing? You're ruining your life. And it's like, now you're just judging them instead of wondering why they came to these conclusions because you want to understand. Yeah. And you're, and you're also, if you take that approach you just said, you're just ruining a, a, a good time that your that your friend is having. I mean, you know, just because it's, it's not your cup of tea, it doesn't. I, I've 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 definitely there's plenty of guy friends of mine who when they got married, I almost never see them again because the person they married really controls their life and controls what they do and who they see and like and not like one of our buddies from high school. None of us in our group ever see this one guy, and and as a result, we're not big fans of the wife. But you know what? Mm. He's happy. He is. He's. He has a life with her. He has kids with her. I know he does miss us. But you know what? Am I going to do? I'm going to say your wife sucks. I would never do yeah. that. You know. <laughs> That's so right. In this situation, like you said, this is the best of a bad thing. She could also. She can make a joke and be like, "So you guys, you guys probably never hang out and watch TV because he's obviously already seen everything." Sure. And uh-huh. all, and and also, the more comfortable you get with him, the more you go. The more you should feel comfortable going. I don't know what movie you're talking about. Right. Like I like like the more you get to know him, the more you can go, dude. I don't even know what that movie is, 
and you've you've become a speed bump for the conversation. The reason it sucks is because when no one knows the movie, we just go, all right, so you've left us out. <laughs> like, like, like we don't even get to have fun with this conversation right. anymore. It, it's not like an episode of Family Guy where they, they reference some, some old movie. And even if you don't know what it is, in a second and a half later, they're onto another joke. Yeah, in yeah, real yeah. life, you're <laughs> fucked. I mean, you can't do it. Uh, you know, she really doesn't have to be. Yeah, she could totally handle it with, with lightheartedly with a guy. Like, yeah, I never know what you're referring to. I never know I, any of these references. I, I never know any of these references. Also, she can say to him, like, if they're alone and he does like a family guy quote, it'd be like, can can you speak to me like a human? Just right. just say that. <laughs> and, and can you like, I don't understand what you're talking about. How about what happened? How was elementary school? Tell me about your family. Right. Do you have siblings? I need, right. can you speak to me like a real person? Like you can break him down in a fun way. That is, yes. Instead of, I just need to be away from him. It's like, I think going through him is the, is the option as far as him is concerned. And with your friend, it's asking, getting to know why they want to move in with them. And asking I'm questions sure, in a nice way, in a fun in a nice way, way, in a and, caring and sure way. I'm sure not, they're not moving in with them because of their vast movie dialogue knowledge. So they right. have another reason. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com here with Ray Ellen at Ray Comedy. ComedyCloud.co. You can book a show right now. Your company, your family, your friends. Pick me, girl, best friend. Jared, love the pod so much. This podcast and you up have helped me a ton with dating. So I've been dating this guy for about three months now. And we have a, had a conversation that we are exclusive and not seeing other people thanks to Jared's reveal advice. Okay. However, Good. one of his closest friends is a pick me girl. What's a pick me girl? If you aren't sure what this is, search pick me girl on TikTok and a ton of examples will come up. But basically, pick-me girls are girls that are friends with guys purely for the attention they get from it and constantly seek out attention from them. For example, a pick-me girl is someone who would say, I don't have any girlfriends because girls just create so much drama. I'm just one of the guys. I have no problem with this guy being friends with girls. Uh, I have no problem with this guy being friends with girls, but this girl in particular does bother me because of her attitude. And from, from what I can tell, he is constantly either texting or Snapchatting her. He often says when we are together, oh, she's doing this tonight. I don't give a fuck what she's doing. Uh-oh. I, I, the, the, it, it's interesting. Like I'm stopping the email for a second, but like the it be, once it gets a title, it's almost easier to like, it's, you have a problem with this person. It's not yeah. pick me girls in general. Like I, I like the pick me girl. Like I don't even know what that is. It's just this person seems to have a hold on your boyfriend that you don't enjoy, and that's okay. We've all kind of had these types of things happen. The other day, we went on a dinner date, and then he came back to my place. Then he left twenty minutes later because he had to go pick her up from the pub she was drinking at. He also brought up totally unprompted that other that other mutual friends are convinced they are going to date. Uh, but he said that they talked about it and there's zero interest on either side. I do think he is a nice enough guy that if he wanted to pursue her, he would have broken it off with me by now to do so. She has become single since we started dating. But it bothers me how much they are in contact and the fact that he often picks the pick-me girl over me. Am I being unreasonable to be bothered by this, especially this early on in dating? Uh, I keep trying to think how would I how I would feel if she was a guy, but I don't think this level of communication and such is how guy friends usually are, so it doesn't seem comfortable 
comparable. Also, since we haven't been dating that long, I don't think I have the right to bring it up to him yet. And I also would never ask him or anyone to just cut off a friend because I am not a fan. If I'm annoyed by his relationship with her, is it a deal breaker or will the relationship eventually shift uh, if him and I continue to become more serious? If not, how do I approach situations with her hanging out with him? Uh, her, with her slash hanging out with her. I have hung out with his friends a couple of times and she was not very friendly. Thank you for all your insights. Ray Allen, what do you think? They've been together how long, Jared? These these Three three months. Three months. You know, look, this is, it's a little tricky because I would not like it if the person Mm -hmm. I'm dating is constantly talking about some other guy it would just it would just i just don't want to hear it. it's just yeah it'd be too much i mean if it was someone like their their close gay friend or their family member and there's something going on on the yeah of course I'm, I'll, I'll but be, what, if, what if you met the guy what if you guys what if you go on you're three months in or you're yeah. two months into with two months in they go i gotta introduce you to my friend we're all gonna go out for dinner tonight and the guy's awesome and he's great and you guys become buddies and you you see their dynamic like that's the answer to this question yes you have to see the dynamic you have to be Mm -hmm. around the dynamic and when you see it you get it like i do think every friendship has to have a reason you know so it's like they can't just be like yeah we just like met on a dating app and it just never worked out like okay that can be a reason but like if they're still flirty and snapchatting you're like well, the reason still seems to be that there was a romantic interest of some sort. It's like, I think this person, the way it works is he, you need to let, and, and I, she wrote something very specific in her email. She was like, um, I, she says, I don't have the right you do have she goes am i being unreasonable to be bothered especially this early on in dating i keep thinking of how i would feel if this guy also since i we haven't been dating that long i don't think i have the right to bring it up to him yet you have the right to say hey i want to meet your friend you have the right to say hey it feels so weird when you talk about them because i don't know them i think i'll feel better if i meet them and we all hang out so i can see that you two are friends i see the dynamic i see like this is someone that you guys are like flirting with and it's just and again in person is so different than getting explained a person so i think in and you she said she wasn't very friendly maybe that person felt uncomfortable maybe because you were in a big group setting and it was new and you know but we don't know until we try so i think what they have to do is they have to con they have to say their boyfriend hey I have to let you know I'm, I'm self-conscious. I'm a little, I feel a little weird and I hate that I'm self-conscious, but that's just how I feel. And I think I'd feel better if we all hung out and like went out to like just us three, let's go to a bar. Let's go hang out. Let's go have dinner. Let's do, let's go have drinks, have her over. Let's uh, do a pregame together. Yeah. 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 It's not unreasonable to feel what you feel. Mm. It is unreasonable to take some sort of, you know, irresponsible, drastic action. That totally. I think that that that's be unreasonable. And yeah, you have to hang out in person and get the vibe. I mean, if you sit there and it's very clear to you, like, whoa, these two people have this crazy chemistry, and they're just sort of like fighting it off right now for whatever reason. But clearly, the two of them have this great vibe. Then you have to ask yourself, well, all right, well, what's going on in my in my relationship? You know, but mm. you have to see it in person firsthand because I've I've definitely I, I've seen that I've definitely seen. People like people we work with, for example, I've seen, you know, 
the, the connection uh, like two colleagues have with each other. It's like, well, how are you not a couple? This mm. is just, it's just the chemistry is so strong. So she has to go uh, hang out in person. And I think your, your approach is correct to say, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm feeling insecure about it. And she can't harp on it. She can't make no. it. Otherwise she's going to sound like a, a crazy jealous person. No. And then maybe like, listen, and, and we're, we're explaining it in a very, what, you know, we're explaining this in a, in, 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 with the reality being that they're just friends. If right. you say, Hey, I feel uncomfortable. I, I just want to hang out. And then no hangout happens. Yeah. You got an issue here. Right. There, there's a problem. Your boyfriend doesn't want to bring you into their life. They claim they're friends. He claims you be your boyfriend. What right. it is unrealistic for them to be like, well, I can't have you meeting my friends. That's part of becoming my boyfriend, my girlfriend. The last woman that I was dating, there was this guy that she would always go uh, once a week. They'd go and like do this thing together, whatever, at some bars, like a game or whatever. Mm. And truly, I was I was okay with. It. I asked her once. I'm like, did you guys ever date? She's like, no. And I go. How come you guys are dating? She's like, ah, we don't have that kind of chemistry. And I said, oh, okay, that's cool. She's like, you could you could meet him if you want. I said, I'd be happy to meet him. It'd be great to meet him, but I don't need to meet him because like I'm worried that something's going on. Sure. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of how about calm and cool I was in that situation. <laughs> but um, but you know, but but you know, she she said, yeah, come hang out with us if you want. And you know, and I said, I I would like to meet him only if you really want me to meet a person who's important to you. And that's, totally. Yeah. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. If you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you are in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make the final payment so you can get ahead. I got to say, this is, this is an opportunity. If you have debt, you, this, this could be an opportunity to find some money that you, you didn't have before because you can save. And you're paying a rate. If the Upstart rate is better than what you're paying combined with all your with debt that's in your life, then you then you make a change, but this is this is to check. This is to see if it can help you. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from. $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Quip. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. I'm going to say to you right now, I love that like good habits is what they are kind of, you know, what they're pushing because it is all about fitting into your routine. And what Quip does is they make products that are better for your routine. I'm going to say the mouthwash is is in a container that is built for your counter. It makes you want to use it. Get that just left the dentist clean feeling from the comfort of your own bathroom with the Quip electric toothbrush. Like even the toothbrush. Like oh, none of us know what two minutes is. What Quip's toothbrush does is it little 
gives a little um it gives a little bump to you to let you know 30 seconds so you can do each quadrant of your mouth 30 seconds each and it's like you you want to know it's not that you and that's what we want the modern marvel has a built-in timer that pulses every yeah pulses Every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides to help you clean your whole mouth evenly. The lightweight and sleek design has no wires or bulky charges to weigh you down. And you even get a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. Whoa. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine, like their refillable gum that's sugar-free. Yeah, the gum comes in like a Pez dispenser. It's all built to be more is easily accessible. I will say. Um, and they have reusable floss that replaces over 180 disposable picks with every refill and is perfect for flossing on the go. If you go to getquip.com slash JTrain right now, you'll get first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash JTrain. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash JTrain. Quip, the good habits company. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with Ray Allen at Ray comedy go follow comedycloud.co let's do one more email then we'll do the screenshot one you ready all right yep when does a character flaw become a deal breaker Jared get right to it I've been with my boyfriend for almost four years for reference he's 31 and I'm 28 we live together I want to preface this by saying I'm happy in the relationship we get along well for the most part we're excited to talk about similar things we have similar values etc however I've noticed things about his personality over the years I have always kind of wondered if I'm just burying my head in the sand so to speak and they should be a deal breaker for one he sometimes yells when he's angry I know many people People yell when they get angry, but I personally don't, and I hate yelling. Another example is I don't find him very patient. He will get annoyed if I take a long time to answer something, or if I ask a question he thinks is obvious slash dumb. He does this with his parents, too. On the other hand, nobody is perfect and everyone has character flaws. Are these just his, or am I ignoring a bigger problem? I appreciate any insight you may have. Keep on doing what you're doing. P.S. I also send this to you up. Sorry, frown upon. All right, so what do we what do we think about this? I think that's a big character flaw. I think yeah, it's someone, a bad one. I think it's bad. I think someone, uh, someone who yells, that's not going to get better unless they do some work on themselves. They're obviously, they're angry, they're hostile. Um, I, I was with somebody for a few years who I dated, and halfway through the relationship, they became a yeller. They were just sort of stuff started going on in their life, uh, a little bit within our relationship, but also other things at work and stuff that they would bring home. And she was always it was a lot of yelling. <clears throat> and I'm not, I'm not I'm not into that. You know, I grew up in an environment. There was a lot of yelling, a lot of hostility. It's not that's really not for me. And, and it, this is and Jared, she said she's it, this has been the situation from the get go. Basically, he's always been a yeller. Well, I, I would assume, but also he's doing it to his parents too yeah. like this is this is not a character flaw this is something he needs therapy for correct and and, yep. and yelling you know starts his yelling very quickly you know it turns into verbal abuse you yes. know so um and the idea that he will get annoyed if i take too long to answer something or if i ask a question he thinks is obvious slash dumb like this is a you know we're in the land of abusive territory and i don't listen we don't know because again these are one of the, you know verbal abuse we're, oh, oh we're just loud we just yell and it's like no but i feel 
legitimately scared and it's like also and hurt i feel hurt and hurt and, and smoke yeah. fire this is a slippery slope you started yelling and you started i'm um, you know i he can get mad at me for you know, questions that he deems dumb like right. who's to say what's a dumb question or not a dumb question this isn't you so and the fact that he does it to his parents too mm-hmm. that is a person with an issue this is as, this is the same as a drinking issue this is the same as you know so i think you know it's if he's not willing to take the levels to better himself hey your attitude is affecting me personally i need you to seek professional help or i need to be out of this relationship he's got to work on it and i so i think like it's easy to be like and again Ray and I are not professionals. We're we're here giving a perspective. So like, you know, these these this topic, you know, is in the world of like you uh, like if I'm her, I'm speaking to family and friends about what's going on. Don't be embarrassed about this because you need eyes on you. Like I don't anyone who's 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 irrational enough to yell is also irrational enough to be physical and go, you know, this quickly leads to a very bad place. So Tell your friends and your family and speak to him and say, hey, and I would have this conversation publicly because, you know, this is scary. And I would say, hey, we got to let's sit down and talk about your temper because it's affecting me and not about you. Me. I feel horrible. I feel bad. I feel I'm in a abusive thing going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. If I was this woman and this guy didn't acknowledge he had an issue and didn't want to work on it, I'm out. I'm yeah, gone. I'm out. Because don't yeah. forget, he yells at his at his parents, and I understand. I mean, granted, there are you know the two most important people in your world. However, we often take certain liberties with our family because we've done them for so long, and mm-hmm. and and often that's what you do. You you, you sometimes do, you know, uh, talk to people that are closest to you in in not a nice way, and you do yell at them. However, that being said, if this relationship continues to move forward and they end up getting married, well, guess what? Suddenly, you are his family. Mm-hmm. You are, uh, uh, you know, you're in the same boat as his as other family members, his parents. And suddenly he's going to just start yelling at you even more. Yeah. So, and, and also you have kids together. He's going to yell at the kids. Yeah. He's going to so, horrible. Yeah. yeah. So like it's um, it, this is and I hope we don't sound like we're not taking this serious enough. I, I hope because this is serious. Like and I think we they, are. Jared. Yeah. They, they're, I mean, I mean they, they, they've been together for four years, so I hope she's OK. But I'm saying. You know, she's like, it's just she might be saying it's just yelling and it's never gone beyond that. And maybe we're going, but we have to go to like the serious land. I mean, this is absolutely I think we don't have to take take it seriously. And by the same token, I would love to uh, understand and hear what some of the the questions are that he thinks are really dumb, because let's be honest, maybe she is asking some really stupid. questions. No, we ridiculous. No, no, no. no. I'm totally kidding. I, I, I think this she has to take this as seriously as we're taking this you you know he has a he has a problem he, you know there's something called a rageaholic yes yeah people are you know so that is a real thing so maybe that's who you're dealing with j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with ray ellen at ray comedy on instagram go follow right now okay so i sent you an email before the show yes <clears throat> we're gonna get right into it because it's a little bit longer and there's a lot of screenshots. Okay, are we ready? Uh, stand by one second. Am I the blue or the white? Well, you're going to be 
the blue, but let's start with the email. I'll read okay. it right now. Ready. Feather Feather, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm a 30-year-old woman living in a large city in the South. Good job in sales, homeowner, dog owner, yada, yada. Dating has always been a struggle for me because, for whatever reason, it's hard for me to connect enough with someone that I want to take it further. I guess I'm picky. All right, that's okay. Fast forward to my current situation. I started seeing a guy about a month ago. We met on Hinge. He's 35, and I thought things had been going really well, hanging out two to three times a week. Uh, And he always initiated and made plans. On our fifth or sixth date, we discuss kids. He doesn't think he wants them, and I think I do. But I'm not 100% sure. I've often wondered if I truly want them or it's just uh, been ingrained in me to assume that I do. For the record, his Hinge profile says open to kids. Mine omitted that prompt altogether. See, to me, that's her being more honest than him already. You can't say open to kids on the app because it'll get you more matches because women are looking at those things. You know, Yes, 100%. uh, Mine omitted the prompt altogether, which is more honest. We left the conversation a little unresolved, agreeing that maybe it was premature that early on and that we both thought this could be something serious so we could address it later. Fast forward again. We had a date on Saturday where he walked me through his new home that's under construction. We went furniture shopping for it, went out drinking with his brother for the rest of the day, then went home, made dinner, and spent the night. I mean, that is how a married couple hangs out. Right. Um, After dinner, we were watching uh, Theo Vaughn videos on YouTube, but I lightheartedly asked if he was going to come with me to the Tom Segura show in our city in January. I bought tickets months ago. He made what I found to be a hurtful joke about that being presumptuous. So we went to bed and things felt a little weird. We woke up, had sex, then I felt like he subtly rushed me out of his apartment after that. I chalked it up to him having to leave town that day to go see his family about an hour and a half away. I didn't hear from him much that day and started to spiral, but talked myself into thinking I was being paranoid. There is no way that little conversation could have turned things around in such a drastic way. We chatted Sunday evening, and I mentioned to him for the second time that I'd be leaving town early this week for a wedding, so we only had Monday through Wednesday to hang out. He didn't make plans, which is unlike him. Monday rolls around, and I told him, uh, and I told myself not to initiate conversation and see if he makes a plan. APM and nothing, not even a text. So. So the attached text exchange happens. All right, let's go to the text. You be hit. I'll be her. You be him. So I'm blue. You're blue. Okay. Are you phasing me out? It's not that. I I just know we left things a little weird. And I've also been thinking about the kids thing and not sure where it's going to end up. I don't really understand why the Tom Segura conversation got so weird, to be honest. I thought we agreed this could go somewhere, so I didn't think it was weird to ask. My feelings were hurt by your reaction, honestly. I know. I was just messing with you, but I get that it's not funny. Well, you say that, but I've barely heard from you since that conversation, so I'm sure you can understand why I'd start to think maybe you were serious. I get it. It's just made me think if I want or if I'm ready for something serious. Well, like two weeks ago, you kind of said you were open to that. So you're saying you just don't want something with me. Look, I really like you, and I thought this was going well. So can you just be direct with me? Because I feel a little blindsided. I thought we had a good weekend together. We definitely did, but I'm just not sure I'm ready for something more. Ever? Did I pressure you in some way? You introduced me to your brother and took me to your new house, and we went furniture shopping. Felt like we were ready for something until Saturday night. I know, and I had fun, but I just have a weird feeling I need to step back. I'm not sure I see something long-term, and the kids thing has a lot to do with it. 
Ian, the kids thing is an excuse. I don't even know what I want yet, so how can you know what I want? Don't blame that. It isn't fair. If you're just not into me, then that sucks, but fine. I do struggle with that, and I think you, I think you know you want them, and I'm almost sure I don't. And I do like spending time with you, and I have had a lot of fun, but I'm just not sure I see it going somewhere long term. Okay, so that's the conversation. Um, let's get to her questions. She writes, my question is, am I just being, am, am, am I just batting out of my league? To complete, to be completely honest, I haven't felt something this strong. My question is, am I batting out of my league? To be completely honest, I haven't felt this strong of a connection with a guy in a few years. And it feels like every time I do feel strongly about someone, I get cast aside before it can really turn into something serious. I'm really struggling with this one for some reason. I liked him a lot, and I'm hurt that he would make a decision like that without trying to have a more serious conversation with me about it. Is the kids thing an excuse? Was he just not that into me from the start, and I completely missed, misread everything? SOS spiraling. Sorry for the length. Email screenshots and hinge profiles attached. She brings up, "Am I out of? Is am I batting out of my league? That, there's no such thing." Right. The, the idea, I don't, everyone has taste, everyone has a type, everyone has who they're into, and, and, and it's a weird puzzle piece situation. So the idea that you're a lesser puzzle piece or he's a greater puzzle piece is just ridiculous. I understand why she says that, but that's just not the case. I mean, I'm looking at pictures of him, I'm looking at pictures of her, they look like they would be brother and sister. So like the idea, like I, I don't, I don't think any, I don't think she did anything wrong Ray, what do you think? I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think she did anything wrong. However, th there's a few things going on there, and and I could again just be making a lot of assumptions uh, just based on what she said. She usually doesn't ever want to get into anything serious. She's very picky. That's fine. And then whenever she does like someone, she says it, it doesn't work out. Right. So it's possible that deep down she's really afraid of getting into a relationship. Okay, mm. and is always choosing people that subconsciously they're no good for her. I did this throughout my 20s. I deep down didn't really want to be in something. I might have said I wanted to. And I always ended up choosing people where I knew there was a major flaw there that wasn't going to work either for them or for me. And it's possible that's happening here. And I'm just reading into this just based on what she said. Well, I go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the other thing is, Jared. I mean, he ans she he answers her question in at the very end of that first the first screen of the text. You know, mm -hmm. when he says it's just made me think if I want or if I'm ready for something serious right there. That's the answer to everything she's wondering. And she keeps yeah. she's you know, she's hoping, to, I think, to get a different answer out of him or at least make him stand up and say point blank. Look, I'm just not that into you or I definitely don't want kids. And by the way, I do think that he said he's open to kids. Uh, either a to attract more women like you suggested or because maybe if he feels like he meets quote unquote the perfect woman he would have a kid with that with that woman yeah and and the quote unquote the perfect woman is just whoever it happens to be for him at the time that life was right and whatever yep i i i agree with what you're saying as far as this is tough because she's She's asking for answers from him when she should be the one giving being giving answers about herself. Like mm -hmm. and listen, I've been this guy. 
you've been this guy. This guy is doing everything. He is not thinking into everything is just fun and games. Meet my brother. Come to the furniture store. You know, sit by a fire at my house with a glass of wine. Wear this wedding ring. Ah, it's just joking. You know, like he doesn't, none of this is consequential to him. If you guys end, his brother's going to go, what happened to that girl? I really liked her. And he goes, it just ended. I, we, we didn't want kids. And the brother's going to go, okay, cool. How's Tinder? You know, the, the, there's no consequence for him. I think if she didn't make any mistakes, if, if, but if any mistake that she made is, hey, if I, you know, to bring up the brother after the fact, I agree with her. Those seem like big moves. He obviously didn't see them as big moves. So, hey, if I meet your brother and go furniture shopping with you, I'm going to feel really in this relationship. And that's hard to do. This is easier for us to say in retrospect. But like, you have to say like, hey, this is matters to me. I'm not going to go meet your brother unless I'm in a serious relationship. That I'm not going to meet your brother unless we're like committed to each other. We've had some really like serious conversations about babies and about and about lifestyle stuff. And it seems like we're connecting, but like we're kind of still hashing this out. But I can't have... And, Again, he has a right, like the idea that like he's using the kids as an excuse, I do believe that, but he does have a right to go, this conversation made me think 10 years from now. Right. He wasn't thinking 10 years from now when he went to the furniture store and having you meet the brother. He did have to think 10 years from now when you said to him, hey, or two months from now, he wasn't, that, I mean, that's the most important information. She mentions a concert or uh, a comedy show two months from now and he freaks out. He was thinking a week from now, not even two months from now. Sure, he mentioned babies and whether he'd have kids or not, but he didn't even think of that in relation to you, and that's not personal. That's not because he didn't like you. So you're now having him answer a question that he doesn't know how to answer. You're saying, do you not want to be with me? And he's going, no, I like hanging with you. I'll have fun with you. Right. You know, and, and, and he can't even answer that question. Right. And it is possible if, if, if they continued hanging out, it's very possible that six months from now, let's say, he could suddenly be like, holy shit, I'm crazy about this woman. This is the, the woman. I'm for in me. it. I'm in it. I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah. my God. It's happening. But like, but she, they're, they're literally like, she is on business meetings and he is on casual drinks when they were right. going out. She's like, we've gone out two to three times a week. And it's like, and this happens a lot. Like, it is not... It, it may seem like you guys are having the same business meeting, but he's at, he's at a, you know, he's at a, um, he's, he's at a, on a free vacation that, that they, he got because he might do a, a timeshare. Like right. that's how guy, guys date. Like they're on a timeshare vacation that they got for free and they'll listen to your business pitch. Yeah. Maybe right. I'll get it. Maybe I'll get a timeshare here. And you're there because you need to make rent by selling the timeshare. I, I, and that might not sound like a great metaphor, but it, that's what's going on. Like this guy, he's dancing in the streets. He's having fun. Meet my brother. Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're, he's, he's sitting by, he's sitting tanning by the pool and you're upstairs, you know, decorating the, uh, picking out uh, chairs for the ballroom. Yeah. And, 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 well, you're, you're putting down chairs for the meeting where you hope that he'll sign up for right. a two week, you know, uh, thing from two months from now for the right. Tom Segura show for two months. So it's like right. the minute you brought up, Hey, can you sign this contract was the minute he was out. So 
that is so you didn't lose him because you slid the contract across the table he was at a timeshare meeting the whole time right but he wasn't thinking about contracts the minute he had to sign was the minute he opted out and it's not about you being not good enough or whatever it's him being in a totally different mindset than you yes he's renting and you are ready to buy very different very different you know yeah and, and Jared, you know, I also I looked at his profile. He's a very handsome guy who's a yeah. professional musician. And, you know, again, not to judge a book by the cover, but maybe, I don't know, if he's good looking guy, he always has gigs. Maybe he's well, reading all kinds of, he, I don't know. I think he plays the guitar and he's works at a, you know, he does other work. Oh, okay. But I, I mean, the guitar dude. Oh, my dream job, if done, he writes, if my dream job, if money didn't matter, is professional musician. So oh. he would if he could. And it's uh-huh. like, yeah, well, there's a little bit of Robin Hood going on here. He half went for his dream. And now he's like, well, I can't have kids because, like, what if someone sees me at the local saloon? You know? Right. <laughs> like, it's right. Like, I think and, he's kind of, I think his profile does kind of jerk women around. I mean, if he's saying, you know, he's open to well, kids. Then- here's, here's the major difference. And I guess she sent her profiles and the pictures don't matter, but the prompts do. Yeah. Okay. It's a hinge profile. And one of the prompts literally says for him, my dream job of money didn't matter. Professional musician. And he's still playing music. Okay. Let me go to her. And then the his, another prompt of his, the sign of a great first date. He writes, we get a second drink. He's <laughs> thinking of, music and second drinks okay right. now let's go to her prompts ready yeah <laughs> the what she writes the one thing i'd love to know about you is what's your credit score okay she's looking for credit scores and whether they can get a mortgage together and he's talking about another casamigos on the rocks <laughs> like yeah. so this is like you know to help make her feel better it's not about you it's about the things you're looking for um Jared, she at, also she wrote, said she says point blank i want someone who and wants she wrote, to see yeah wants to see tom segura with me in january so this clearly was a big deal to her from, yes. from day one you know yes i i and it's it's just interesting because it's um it's interesting because it's like she wants to blame that it's like you know out of her league or, and that's all ridiculous the ridiculous thing is you're in two different worlds looking for two different things thinking about two different things he's not even thinking of the things you're thinking about even though you're having the conversation you're talking about a timeshare but he's just saying let me get through this conversation so i can go sit at the beach on this free yeah. vacation what do you think about in his profile, by the way, he posts a picture of himself looking very handsome mm. with his arm around a very pretty brunette. What do you think about people Where who post it? pictures of them uh, with very a- attractive uh, people from the opposite sex in their profiles? If you, sc- if you a, scroll down all the way. Oh, the I, I see that picture. It's yeah. a little weird. He didn't have to use that picture, but I, it seems like he looks good in that picture. He thinks he looks her good. out. He could you know? have cropped her out. I, I, it would have been a weird crop on the way I'm looking at it now. But I don't know. I don't. I, I always assume. Why would they even be here? Like it's not like they're like. And this is our thruple situation. I think the worst well, picture think, of his is him with him with the puppy is the worst picture. That's the one where you're like, um, where you say it's him with the puppy and he's saying I'm open to kids when he's actually not. It's like, how many traps are you setting here? 
Yeah. You know, you, yes. you know, and, like, like yeah. the, the two lies. You kissing a puppy. That's what you are every day. Like, I don't know. It's just a little too much. In fact, she has a dog pick where she's holding a very large, heavy dog up. She clearly really wants children. She's supporting a large <laughs> dog. He's full of shit. You know, the more I look at this guy's profile, I I, I don't like him at all. And I don't want to yeah. hear him play his shitty guitar. What do you think of that? Podcast at gmail.com. Ray Ellen, thank you for coming on. This is always fantastic. Dude, thank you for having me. It's always fun. You know, here's one. Let me just tell your, your listeners something. Mm. First of all, Jared is super authentic, and, and that's pr- probably why we've been friends for so long. I mean, we got along the, the first time we ever met and hung out. But, again, going back to, like, the Tonight Show and this show and every show Jared works on, and we worked together. We did some shows together live in Boston. Mm-hmm. You really, I mean, you really do work your ass off, and I, I try and my I best. Assume, I assume your your listeners know that about you, but you know, Jared is the real deal. I mean, Thank you know, you. he and he really actually gives a shit about all of his fans, as do I. Mm-hmm. I certainly care about your fans, Jared. Thank you, but, and that's um, why they should really, all go follow. This is way too nice. I appreciate. It. Yeah, but I, it's true. I, it is true. Anyway. I do appreciate, it. and that's why everyone needs to go follow Ray at Ray Comedy. He's <laughs> hilarious and ComedyCloud.co. Go book Ray. Book it. He's got so many great comics do the shows. It's a fun experience. I've done them. They're great. Um, I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back next episode. Boom.